Welcome to Expera Marketing, the podcast where we innovate, create, and appreciate. Powered by Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. Here's the host of Expera Marketing, Chief Expera Marketer, Colin Carasquillo. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, advertisers and marketers of all ages. Welcome to another episode of Expera Marketing, Expera Marketing episode 12. This one is called CX to Success. CX meaning customer experience, which we know is going to be the next battleground in the automotive space. And on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about customer experience and how your dealership can take its customer experience to the next level. Without further ado, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Matt Wilson. Drum roll, please. Hello, Colin. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm good, man. Your music gets me all jacked up, so uh, I, no, I'm always funny. excited. The wheels were turning in here, and I said to myself, that always still gets me. I mean, that, yeah. that intro, by the way, which, yes, please, on the screen, Jim McCarthy voiceovers, jimmccarthyvoiceovers.com, did that incredible Xperia marketing intro that makes you want to run through a wall. Yeah, it gets so you all fired up. You, gets you all fired up. If any of you uh, dealers, advertisers, marketers out there need some automotive uh, or audio, excuse me, audio for your automotive needs, please reach out to Jim McCarthy. So as I mentioned today, Matt, we're talking about customer experience. Now, when I ask you about customer experience, because this is this is interesting, you're on the agency side, I'm on the dealer side, but you go through life, you go get coffee at places, you t- order takeout, you do all these things. What do you think of when you say customer experience? What comes to mind? I think uh, two things, ease of use and okay. uh, being treated being treated right, like having a good experience, clean, nice, friendly, right? Is that, are those the things you think of? So, you know, I think that's one of the things that we're going to unpack today and what dealers think, and we have an expert on what dealers think is that that's all it's about. It's about treating the customer nice. It's about customer satisfaction. Being friendly, right. It being friendly, right. But there's, oh, so much more that in fact goes into the customer experience. So to talk about it, we're going to bring on Dennis Eflin, and I am going to read his title here because it's a long one, ladies and gentlemen. So Dennis Eflin, Global Leader, Auto, COE, Customer Engagement and Digital Transformation at IBM. There he is. Dennis, how are you? I'm doing great, Colin. Thanks. Appreciate hey. the, t- the title read. Absolutely. I was going to say, if we could give you an award, even before (laughs) the beginning of the episode, it'd probably be for longest title, but that's okay. Uh, Obviously, with long titles comes a lot of responsibility. We're very excited to dig into uh, what we have here today, which is actually an article uh, that you wrote for Dealer Marketing Magazine. You are an expert on the Dealer Marketing Magazine portal, which you can go find at dealermarketing.com. It's a really great outlet for dealers, advertisers. You have access to people like Dennis as well as other experts in the automotive space. But Dennis provided us with an awesome article on dealer marketing uh, about customer experience needs to be your dealership's differentiator. But before I get too far ahead of myself, please tell us about yourself and then we will dig in or jump into the article that you wrote. Well, so a shorter title, I am a partner within our (laughs) auto industry practice and, uh, you know, really an advocate and evangelist for CX. Um, You know, IBM has 
hundreds of pieces of software and technology and solutions, but none of them really matter unless we design them for a customer experience. So my job is often to act as the tip of the spear. Um, you know, I like to say I, I try to think different, see different, and, and help us create the art of the possible. How, how can we treat customers better? How can we orchestrate for businesses so they can treat customers better and, and fulfill an experience? So that, that is what I do, which is almost as long as my title. That, hey, listen, I think you fit right in then at Experiment Marketing because, I mean, you you basically said a lot of things that I like, which is, one, thinking outside the box. And in our email exchanges back and forth setting this up, you said you don't even know what the box is. And I love that, though, because it means that you are the perfect person not only for this show to have on the episode, but, of course, uh, a great asset to IBM and being that spear and getting dealers to ensure that they are, in fact, uh, aware of their customer experience and then enhancing it or providing an excellent customer experience. So now let us jump into this article uh, and we don't necessarily have to dissect this now. I just want to mention a quote that you had, uh, you had written in here by Tom Knighton and basically I thought it was so profound that I just wanted to mention it. And then I think what we'll do is kind of circle back after we unpack a couple of uh, things in the article. But okay. the quote, customer experience is the next competitive battleground. So everyone out there, just keep that, store it away in the back of your head and think to yourself, well, why is it that customer experience is the next competitive battleground? And as we go through this episode, as we unpack everything in this article here, uh, I think we're going to start seeing why that's the case. So with that, Dennis, as the expert, you know, we already heard from Matt, Matt, says, hey, it's about keeping customers happy. It's about being friendly. You know, I think that's the pitfall that a lot of dealers fall into, which is actually just misunderstanding or misusing customer experience. So for everyone out there, what is customer experience or as we call it, CX? So I guess in simplest terms, I would define it as the customer's emotional attachment to an experience. Um, Matt mentioned a few aspects or attributes, you know, how easy was it? How seamless was it? How delightful was it? How frictionless was it? Mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, it's also got to be personalized and meet the, the customer's needs. Um, one of the things in the article, and I often stress is, you know, it is not customer experience as a business practice that we need to worry about. It's the customer's, apostrophe S, single customer's experience. And each one is different in where they're at, in their need, their expectation. So how do we meet that sort of part of their journey? Is, is That is customer experience. Right. No. And I think that that's a great definition of it. I mean, in its essence, in its core, each person's experience is going to be unique. So as right. dealers, what we need to do as advertisers, as marketers, one, uh, from that perspective, you're looking at hyper-personalization of marketing messages. You know, is it as relevant to the person as it can be? Are they being served on the, the right device at the right time? You know, so on and so forth. But also from the dealer's perspective, having a holistic uh, picture or looking at it from this, this larger level saying that, oh my goodness, customer experience really uh, is the lifeblood 
of what is going to keep my dealership in business or, or, or moving forward, especially as we move forward in 2021 and beyond, right? The next competitive battleground is customer experience. So how has customer experience been uh, misused or misrepresented in the past though? What, what has, have dealers kind of fallen into these, uh, the pitfall, right? Well, I think, and, and not just dealers, I think a lot of businesses and industries are at fault for this of, you know, when you say, do you do or do you handle customer experience? How do you handle customer experience? The sort of response right away is, well, I have a CRM system right. or I, I score high on my CSI. Um, you know, I'm all about customer service. Um, and, you know, customer experience to me is not customer service. Customer service is table stakes now. Do I meet the basic requirements of a transaction? Um, you know, if you look at a J.D. Power or Mystery Shop or CSI survey, it's pretty basic for what they're accomplishing. Right. But customer experience is, you know, did you really fulfill the need? And is some of what you said, did you meet me across every channel? Did I have to repeat information? Did you know me personally? Mm-hmm. Did you know what I really need in terms of my mobility or automotive need as opposed to you selling me a car. Now, those two things meet head on. You know, the dealer trying to put a you know, one up on the board of the sales board and the customer saying, well, here's what I need. And those things are often at odds. So you had mentioned, and I had brought it up too, you know, as a, a marketer here at a, a dealership group, right? The personalization and individualization that goes into customer experience, uh, essentially the idea that each person is going to be a unique interaction at the dealership. And as such, the dealer needs to provide that unique interaction, meet the customer where they are, making sure that work isn't done twice, you know, making it as frictionless as possible, right? And what I like to say from from click to brick, right? So what happens online to what occurs at the physical brick and mortar dealership. But why is that so important, Dennis? I mean, someone who, who literally, this is your job, obviously, I, we can see your passion. I can feel it emanating through the screen here. But, you know, why is that so important in terms of personalization and individualization? Well, again, I think in terms of long-term sustainability, it is the model for especially automotive retail right now. Um, you know, where will the future be? And we, I just wrote about this in my last article for Dealer Marketing Magazine. Where, where will the future be in terms of electric vehicles, autonomous vehicles, um, you know, retailers being more experience centers or charging stations? We don't know all the answers, but what, what's the one constant that will make them sustainable is the customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we don't deliver that experience, they won't be there. And that experience, again, doesn't just mean a new car sale, but what does it mean for following me on my journey, for, you know, helping me with used car trade in value or helping me along the way with servicing and parts and accessories and being more, as you said, meeting me where I am in an on-demand world. You know, I'm, I'm busy, I'm mobile, I have needs. You meet me where I need to be met. And so that experience, I think, will keep dealers, keep customer lifetime value, keep sustainability for a dealership no matter what the actual product ends up being two years, five years, 10 years from now. Right. And I think one of the things that you had actually touched on, right, like servicing a vehicle. So I think for dealers out there, what we want to stress too, is it's not just about sales, right? It's not just about, hey, making sure that you're providing the potential sales customer with this incredible customer experience. That's why they're going to choose your dealership, right, to ultimately transact with. But what happens after that transaction? You obviously need to promote 
retention of the customers and you want to build that customer loyalty. And obviously how you do that is still providing this excellent customer experience from the sales portion of it, but to the service and fixed ops sides, because then what people do is they get trapped in what dealers love, which is that lovely infinity loop where they go right. from sales uh, mm -hmm. to service, to parts, to sales, to service, to parts. But obviously a lot of it comes down to personalization, individualization of what happens in that customer's journey through the customer experience. So, I mean, I love it. I, I think this is really, it is, it's the next frontier, if you will, or it's the, definitely the next competitive battleground. I'll just touch on that quote one more time before we really finally unpack it. Um, but so as an industry as a whole, and you had even said, you know, this isn't just automotive dealers that really need to focus on this. And that's, that's the truth. Amen to that. But the industry, what do we face, right? As dealers. And, you know, like I said, representing a dealer, I'll go out there and I'll say, Hey, sometimes dealers are a little uh, reluctant to make a lot of changes, right? They they get accustomed to doing things a certain way because it's worked for so long. And we are a resilient folk and we've been through a lot of things and we've always come out stronger. But I think really now it's, it's a call to adapt and it's a call to understand that the customer experience is one of those things that dealers really do need to start focusing on and putting a lot of effort behind. But before that, what are some of the, the downfalls? What are the issues that we as dealers face? What are the issues that customers are facing with dealers? So, I mean, we, we've kind of mentioned or implied some of them. I mean, the friction that exists in different mm -hmm. processes that become cumbersome. Um, you mentioned sales to service, the parts to back to sales. That for me is one customer journey. That shouldn't be five different types of experiences and 17 different transactions. Um, that friction you know, is not meeting me as a personalized, humanized customer in, in my journey. Um, you know, the service department and sales department shouldn't feel like two different worlds to me. It should be one journey. So, you know, there are ways we accomplish that, certainly, but that friction um, is one thing. You know, the, the second thing I'd say, and you said the word omni-channel of, you know, I'm a guy who carries a couple devices at all time. We're on the go, whether it's in the car, on my phone, laptop, second phone, you know, the, the ability to keep one constant communication and have that be seamless, have that be integrated um, and on the dealer side as well. So I don't have to talk to, you know, the operator and get transferred around and eventually hit a voicemail or I try to hit an email or they call back and get my voicemail. You know, what's my preferred channel of communication? How does right. that match up with the dealer and how do we keep that relationship and connection going? So... Um, no, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, Dennis, you, you do have uh, in here, obviously, a lot of things that I think would resonate with dealers in terms of some of the pain points. So I'm just going to go through some of those because I think this is this is true. And dealers, if they're listening, would end up saying, oh, well, I could check that box. Like, whoops, I do that, too. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of like, oh, I shouldn't, but I do. Uh, but basically here. So the sales representative made the experience a challenging and unhappy one for the customer. Listen, I think that impacts a lot of other things aside from just the customer's own experience with the dealership, but then talk about negative reviews online, how that can be impactful for the dealer, not only for people that are looking to do business, right, future customers, but we're even seeing the implication that reviews have in terms of, you know, Google campaigns with SEM, you know, dinging you on your SEM campaigns, dinging you on Google My Business, which are some things that are really, really critical for a dealer's success. And we know that at this point in time, uh, getting the runaround on the phone. 
You know, I think you had talked about that. Someone calls up, they're looking for some information. Uh, they either say, or, or someone at the dealership says, hold on, I'll transfer you over to that individual. Uh, then it gets bounced over to that individual. They don't pick up. It gets bounced back to the same person you talk to. Then it bounces back to them. So right. either that or they want information about pricing or whatever it is. And someone says, well, I can't give you that over the phone. I need you to come in. Uh, and that's the only way you'll get pricing. That's got to stop. Lack of visibility, transparency, and trust, which uh, can also tie into not giving or surrendering information that a person wants. Uh, and then basically not concerned about the customer's needs. You know, I think in the long run, what all of those items that you had mentioned and what we had just gone through shows that you really don't, excuse my language, give a shit beep, about the customer's wants or needs because you are refusing to work with them in the matter that would enhance their customer experience. So what I like to do, Dennis, and you, you did it in here, is obviously teach people, but in order to teach, you need to put it into terms or perspectives or examples that they understand. So in here, I really love this. You did a great example, and it was something simple. Pizza, Domino's. So talk, talk to us about the Domino's example here, because I think this to me is like, uh, I'm going to equate it to something else, but it's something that I've heard at one point in time, which is like the mom test on your website. If your website can't be navigated by your mom or your grandma, well, then you probably need to make something on your website easier to do. But this, the Domino's pizza example is actually very, very, uh, I mean, it's impactful because it makes people understand in the simplest terms. So tell us about the Domino's pizza example. So appreciate that. And uh, yeah. this is one that often frustrates people because they think this can't be right for a pizza. But yeah, so for a $5 pizza, $5 pizza, I can call up, I can do, go online, I can use an app. Um, and some of the pizza places even had fancier ways to, you know, get an app and attached to your pair of shoes or something. But <laughs> there are multi channels, which I can go in and order a pizza. And if I'm a repeat customer, I have simple quick question choices or drop down menus to say, is this a repeat order? Same as last time. You want to make a quick one change to it. Your new person, enter your phone number or email. We recognize you. Mm -hmm. is, this, is this delivery or pickup? There's three simple questions and I have an order and the order's in. And guess what? I get a text back saying the order's in mm -hmm. and I get visibility into then how much time it is before perhaps it's delivered. I get a notification when it's getting ready to go to the oven and say, hey, it's getting ready. Any last minute changes? You want to add? You want to add something to it? Some Parmesan in your crust? Um, you know, keep fast forwarding through the process. I find out the driver's on its way, and then he'll text me when he's basically on my street. The pizza arrives hot because it's been you know packed up correctly and nice, and sometimes now even in some markets through an autonomous vehicle it arrives. But then it, it'll arrive and I get immediately a satisfaction of how was it? Is it hot? Is it right? Can we do anything to uh, fix the order if it was wrong? Here's some coupons or loyalty points for your next purchase. Tell a friend, you'll earn some more, whatever. A complete full 360 process in about 25 minutes for $5. Um, you know, now compare that to what you just described of calling the operator at a dealership and getting bounced around. So yes, there's a gap in our expectations. 
Yeah, I think that's a really great example. And I think just from listening to that, you know, even myself, I'm saying, oh, yeah, well, we could absolutely do that better. You know, we can. Yes, uh, that's a great idea. We should look at just making this as simple as possible and ensuring that a person can access our inventory from all different outlets, right, on whatever device they're on, that they can select to build out their payments or vehicle deal should they like. If not, hey, they can contact us X, Y, and Z. But I think that in and of itself really does show that there's so many more ways or opportunities to make the process more efficient. Now at IBM, you guys have a saying, and the quote is in here as well, that the last best experience you have in any industry for that matter, becomes your standard going forward across all industries. Right. So unpack that a little bit. I mean, obviously just with the the pizza example, I'm over here wishing that when I'm in the market for a car, it's as easy as ordering a pizza. So obviously that's that's kind of what you're alluding to, but uh, please un- unpack that a little bit. No, you're right. I mean, it, the pizza example is exactly it, that you know, no longer do I have expectations that are different for each industry or each type of business um, because you know the world is so omnipresent, digital is so omnipresent. Um, we share reviews, as you said, so, you know, call it the Amazon effect if you want, but any industry I do something now and I have a level of experience that is raised, that becomes my expectation across every industry. So, you know, Amazon anticipates, oh, you bought something, there's a complimentary type of product that would go with it and we'll give you free shipping. How does that sound? Well, that's an expectation that I carry forward. You know, I think it was accelerated and highlighted as well with the pandemic where industries we didn't think could be as easy to use and convenient, as Matt said, um, all of a sudden had to adapt and became more convenient. So, you know, my groceries were delivered to me. My prescriptions were delivered to me. Some dealers or some service, uh, car service, uh, third party um, outlets would come pick up your car and do the servicing. So our expectations have continued to rise and, and that you know, now falls on every industry, but also especially dealerships. And, um, you know, some research we did, unfortunately, it says, you know, millennials would rather go to a dentist than to a dealership. So we've, we've got to break some bad perception and image, but, you know, we have to deliver on experiences one at a time to, to start chipping away at that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, you had mentioned before, too, with the Amazon effect, right? And so one of the ways that Matt and I actually met was because I had written an article, literally from click to brick, you know, talking about kind of what I alluded to, where how do you make the the experience from online to offline as frictionless as possible? And that some of the tools that have actually been put in place can in some instances create more friction because then there's a disconnect in communication between let's say a BDC and a salesperson. That's not the point. The point is though the Amazon effect. And right. what I've learned, you know, in my time on the industry or on the uh, dealership side of things, because prior to that I was on the agency side, was that, you know, you cannot deny customers the opportunity to do business the way they want to do business just because you refuse to adapt to the times, right? Customers' behavior is changing. If you don't change, that's you, that's on you. That's your problem at the dealership, right? Because customers' behaviors are changing. But it just goes back to the IBM saying as well that because people are shopping on Amazon, right? And they're having things delivered to their house the next day utilizing Prime, or they can find things so easily. 
We need to realize as dealers, and this is like a wake-up call out there to dealers, that you need to realize that you need to make your experience or work on getting your experience as close to that as possible. Because now that is the new expectation. You know, it's it's the bar has been raised. How do we rise to the occasion? You know, I'm confident as someone who represents dealers that we can do it. We just need to really dig in and we need to focus on it. And, you know, hopefully this podcast here and talking to you and everything that you guys do is a wake-up call for dealers. So, um, you know, ultimately, let's give people some some tips, right? So the last part of your article, which I love because this kind of goes through, it's a very nice layout for a podcast where you then say, here's the problem, I'm identifying it, here's the opportunity for improvement, and now here are your actual solutions. So you have five steps, action items, dealers, take action. Why don't you talk about those five steps here? Yeah, so again, I don't like to raise issues or problems without saying, here's how we can at least start to attack them. So your you point's valid. And and from a dealer perspective, now realize this is an industry issue and the OEM's got a major part of helping fix a lot of this. But from a dealer perspective, you know, what are we doing to sort of unify our data at its core so we can get one single view of the customer? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we view Dennis, the sales customer, and Dennis, the service customer, as just Dennis? You know, how do we have Dennis who phones in and Dennis who comes online as just Dennis? So the more a retailer can do to integrate the channels, integrate the data, think of the customer as one, um, the single customer as one, the, the more advantage and the more ability you'll have to deliver an experience. So, you know, one view of the customer is, is kind of, you know, table stakes and step one. Um the focus on the need and not sale, the second point. Um, as much as I understand completely, you know, the world goes around by moving iron. You know, nothing happens until we sell the, the inventory. Um, as much as that transaction mentality exists, we still need to focus on the customer need so that the sale, that specific sale perhaps is more profitable because people are willing to pay for a better experience. Data and research would tell you that. Um, and they're willing to come back over and over for the right experience. So meeting that need personally humanized, as we said, as opposed to just thinking of it as a transaction, you know, is a culture shift, is a metric shift. You know, let's not just focus on the whiteboard with putting stick numbers up if we sold one, but what are we really doing around customer experience? Mm-hmm. The third part quickly is, is channel consistency, you know, that we talked omni-channel of meeting the customer and talking to the customer through the channel they want, through any channel, and having a consistent message and path and journey along those channels. If a customer has to repeat something, there's a problem. There's friction. So how do we keep that consistency across channels and across the information? Fourth is personalization. You know, again, know me. Inspire me. Know me. Know what I need. You know, I may be buying the same exact car as you, Colin, but our needs for that car are very different understand those and, and that will help the sale the profit and the sustainability and the last one you know this is this is not a, just about cx it's about business is you know create a wow factor what separates your dealership what makes you relevant and differentiating versus the dealer 20 miles away 10 miles away down the street what makes you different from me not going to your dealership what is the wow factor i'd call it that north star that you're pointing towards in a customer experience. So sales, service, parts, every employee says, this is our North Star experience that we deliver as a wow. And it could be 
you know, basics of easy to do business and we treat customers right. But what else is it that's really going to separate you? What's the wow? And that I will go tell people about online at parties and socially. What is the wow? So create that wow. I think that's ultimately a great question that dealers should start looking into is what is the wow factor as to why someone should do business at their specific dealership. Now, I promised I would come full circle and I'm a man of my word. So now we go back to the Tom Knighton quote of customer experience is the next competitive battleground. I think after unpacking all of those things and even just touching on the last two items of personalization and customization in your five steps, which people can go get on dealermarketing.com. They can check out Dennis's article. I mean, Matt, let me ask you, because you've been silent, but you know what they say, the silent ones are the dangerous ones. <laughs> the wheels are always turning. So you've been silent, Matt. So now hearing all of that great information from Dennis, thank you, Dennis, for, for sharing that with us. Matt, why is customer experience the next competitive battleground? I'm just looking to what Dennis is talking about. And he mentioned focusing on the need, not the sale. It yeah. makes me think of something that Jim McCarthy said to me once, Jim McCarthy, voiceovers.com, who did your intro. He created this hashtag called be them centric hashtag be them centric, which is, it's not about you. It's not about, we want to sell this car at this price. We want this customer to come back every three years. It's not about, uh, you know, we want them to, to service with us because we get, uh, you know, credit for retention if they come back once in six months. It's about what they want. And right. if our dealer, our needs don't match up with the customer's wants, then we need to adjust our needs because it's, they want to shop on their terms. It's about them be them centric. It hasn't caught on yet because it's a very long hashtag, <laughs> but, the, but the sentiment is true, right? I mean, you want to do it the way it, people want to shop the way they want to shop and you need to let them shop that way. Right. Did that right. answer your question? Or is that just something I was thinking of saying? I think that's good. I think ultimately, you know, my, my take on why it's the next competitive battleground is because when everyone's selling the same vehicle, when you're comparing apples to apples, all right? So we have three Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, Ram dealerships. I always use them in examples. It's great if someone goes and buys from one of our three stores. That's a win for me as the marketing manager. Right. Our general sales managers at each store though, although playfully hate each other because they say, darn you, you got one of the Jeep Grand Cherokee sales that I could have had at my store. Well, ultimately, why did that person pick that dealership. Now, sure, there are other factors, but when you look at it, apples to apples, all the marketing's the same, right? I make sure all my little dealership children, there's no, you know, redheaded stepchild. Sorry if there's any redheaded stepchildren listening out there. It's not a shot at you, but that's what they call them, the redheaded stepchildren. There's none of those in, in the way that I operate because each dealership, you know, works uniform, like uniformly, really. But what sets them apart is the staff and the process and what those people do for mm -hmm. the customers. And that's why it is the next competitive battleground because it's up to those dealerships utilizing the marketing tools that we provide to create the wow experiences and the wow factors. Can you write create wow factors on there for me, Matt? Real quick. Because uh, that's how I'm gonna that's how I'm gonna end create it. All right, Matt. Wow Hurry. Create factors. wow factors. All right. So with that stated. Dennis, we'll let you go. Thank you so very much for being on today. You're a wealth of information. I had a really great time. I hope you did as well. We want Absolutely. to leave you, I mean, with, with just this 
create wow factors. I'm hovering my hand over it so people, <laughs> so people can uh, can go check that out. Uh, the other thing I do just want to mention, Dennis, before we do let you go, you guys uh, just helped Audi UK. And is there a place, I, I pulled this off of LinkedIn, I'm very active on there, but is there a place that people can go? Is it on ibm.com that they can see this in action, what we're talking about? So either ibm.com or you could literally actually Google Audi UK and IBM. Okay. That's great. And, yep. So yes, I want, I want everyone to see this. This was an awesome, uh, basically, I mean, I'm going to call it overhaul. <laughs> that IBM uh, IX, the program, did with uh, Audi UK to reimagine the digital customer experience. And basically everything we talked about in here is reflected in this article, and you just need to see the results for yourself. And then you need to take these and you need to implement this at your dealership. So with that, Dennis Eflin, we're now going to shorten it, partner, <laughs> automotive practice at IBM. Thank you so very much for being on, Dennis. I'm sure we'll have you on again, obviously, as a, uh, as a, a partner with dealer marketing, as an expert on the panel. We would love to have you back. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All have right. a good one. Take thank care. Dennis's title, right. is, Dennis's title is so long that the font on the video program we use had to shrink the size to fit it That's in the captions. But you know what I said is long titles usually have a lot of responsibilities, but then they also have such great thoughts. Yes. Right. Like, I mean, unbelievable. So with that, I want to tell people once again, put on dealermarketing.com for me real quick, dealermarketing.com. You can check out all of the experts on the expert panel. Uh, Matt and I have our podcasts on there, but dealermarketing.com the place for all of your automotive information. You get to read Dennis's articles. Uh, sounds like he had another really great one up there that I, I personally haven't read yet, but about the change in the industry, right? So what's going to happen with products and things like that might be some stuff about electric vehicles in there. I know he had done your podcast with you yep. about what's advertising going to look like, right? In 2030. In the year uh, 2030. In, yep. in the year 2030, meet, meet Dennis Jetson. <laughs> um, you know, so with that, I, I really want to stress that everyone should go on to dealermarketing.com. If they want to stay in touch with Matt and I, you can please follow us on LinkedIn. You can like and follow our respective channels on Facebook. And you could also subscribe on YouTube. Simply just the name of the podcast, Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson and Xperra Marketing. And then lastly, big thank you also to All In. All In Marketplace is a influencer marketing marketplace where you can go and flex your influence. So allinmarketplace.com. I guess they're calling it the Amazon of influencer marketing. So right, let's cool. see what it turns out to be, right? That's pretty cool. So allinmarketplace.com, go check it out. Subscribe to be an influencer or a marketer. Stay tuned for updates from All In Marketplace. And that is another episode of Experiment Marketing. We're out. We'll see you guys next time. 